Good evening, everybody. This is Andy Elford, the host of All Andy Elford, and you are listening to a special post-game edition of All Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and however you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in to our show this evening as we will be doing these shows post-game for the Toledo Walleye postseason run on Facebook Live, as well as here on the Anchor Network. So tonight's show is unedited, uncensored, and full of content. So enjoy the show. Let's get at it. Guess who's back? All in the Alfred. And a shot at a goal. 54 runs in the span. We're going to get shut out. Dumbino. Hit to a home run. Go, Jack. That's way back. Put some Bear down, Chicago Bears. Choo-choo, it's time for all Andy Alfred. Oh, it is good to finally get a win in the books tonight. Oh, it was great to see a sellout crowd at the Huntington Center, at the bank tank, capitalizing on the dividends that is the walleye season. And tonight, officiating did not get in the way as much as last night's game was. But, the Fish do tie this series up at one game apiece. And I love you guys, and welcome into the special post-game edition of All Andy L for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleakers, Stitcher, however you are listening, wherever and however you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight, as well as on Facebook Live tonight, as we do these shows post-game for the Walleye Playoff Run. I am your host, Andy Elford, coming to you from the Man Cave Studios in Toledo, Ohio. It is truly a pleasure to be with you guys tonight. You can be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred, as well as Facebook.com slash AllAndyAlfred. So welcome into the show tonight on this, the 21st day of May 2022. Happy Armed Forces Day and happy Walleye fans tonight at the Huntington Center. A lot to get into tonight, of course. We're going to dive right into the into game two here in just a few seconds. Also, we'll take a look at the game that just ended in St. Louis between Colorado and the Blues. Also, look ahead to tomorrow's Sunday slate of baseball, as well as recapping tonight's one game that's of, of note because the Tigers and Guardians were postponed due to weather. They will make that game up on the 14th of July. Uh, We'll give you all the statistics and stats here in just a little bit. But first and foremost, let's dive right into what we witnessed tonight at the Bank Tank tonight as 8,600 in attendance at the Huntington Center in downtown Toledo, Ohio saw what I think was a better game than last night, in my opinion. In my opinion, as I adjust the camera here. In my opinion, it was a better game from all aspects, you know, with the walleye being off a week, we knew that there was going to be rust on this team. However, we weren't expecting what we were expecting last night. You know, it took us a period, almost a, a half a period 
to get back into the swing of things. And by the time that started up, we were down late. But tonight, the fish did get on the right track tonight. However, did not start off pretty good for the walleye tonight. As Utah jumped out to an early 1-0 lead as Martin getting his second of the playoffs from Daros and Tardif. Even strength at the 12.08 mark of the first period, making it a 1-0 Utah game lead. Toledo outshot Utah in the first period of play by a score of 13-7. But in the second, it started off with a bang, and it was a bang as the captain, T.J. Hensick, getting his eighth of the season from Brandon Hawkins and Arandi Gazzola at the 2.26 mark of the period, and it was a beautiful pass play. From Gazzola, I mean from Hawkins to Hensick, and Hensick just just ripped it and just buried it. Top, glove side, over minor. It was a beautiful goal. Getting the fit getting the bank tank rocking and getting the fish in a tie that they desperately needed. Then on the power play, it was Clark getting his third of the playoffs from Dickinson and Hurd. And this play was pretty much a, a, a pretty much a broken play. It was a shot that he took from the point. Ricochet bounced around and beat Miner, and it was into the back of the net. And it was two-one fish at the 5:15 mark of the second period. But then Utah then capitalized back with Corselli getting a goal that was clearly a. Christopoulos had the puck in his possession in around the crease area. However, he did not hold it. Now the puck was behind his behind his pad. The walleye player tipped it behind the pad, but then Sirostopoulos uh, then moved his pad, which then triggered the puck to cross into the goal line and causing the fish to give up the goal. As it was Chenard getting his first of the playoffs from Giron and Fritzi, and it's a 2-2 game after... That at the 1301 mark of the second period. But then Matt Barry getting his third of the season from Hensick and Hillman on the power play. A key goal for the fish tonight. And the fish then take a 3-2 lead. I think a better period in my opinion. I, I, I think the first period was decent, even though they were down. They were capitalizing on opportunities. And the fish were out shooting the Utah Grizzlies after. 40 minutes of play as they outshot him in the second period, 18-7. Now in the third period, the Fish never looked back after they that as Brent McKenzie getting his fifth of the season from Mitchell Hurd and Gordy Meyer, making it a 4-2 Fish lead, and then the dagger itself. And the McKenzie goal was, was not challenged, but it was a play that you know kind of was a little iffy in my opinion. If you look at the replay of the goal, and we can post it again on our, we'll post it on our Twitter as well as our Facebook page. The play looked a little broken, was a broken play, but McKenzie had his stick down on the ice at the same time as he was getting the puck. And the puck and the stick, the puck, stick, the puck was going towards the stick. It also hit his foot. Utah was complaining that it was kicked in. It was not kicked in. It was a clean goal. And if you look at the replay, the stick made contact with the puck. Puck crosses the line. It's a good goal. Fish are now up 4-2. McKenzie, his fifth from Hurd and Meyer at the 124 mark of the period. 
And then Vela then puts the dagger into the Grizzlies' hearts as he gets his second of the playoffs from Albert and Hillman, making it a 5-2 game for the Fish. It did get chippy towards the end of the game as a lot, a lot of play, a lot of hitting, a lot of roughing calls tonight. And then the big one, which was her dropping the gloves in the third period at the 9.02 mark of the period with Giron, I mean with Criselli, both dropping gloves. And then it was Vela and Giron dropping the gloves not even a few minutes later. And I was in section 109 tonight, and that play happened right in front of me. And there's no need to be jostling and, and, and jousting on the ice surface when it comes to something like that. Both players could have gotten really seriously injured because of the slashing claw. But, of course, they figured out their differences and dropped the gloves. And the crowd of 8,600 in attendance was absolutely Loving it. They were loving the fighting. They were loving the hitting. They were on top of it. And here's the key thing of this whole game. And we talked about this last last night on the first uh, after the game one post game. In my opinion, in my opinion, Toledo has to play their game, which is a grind out game, grinding out, finding ways, playing perimeter hockey. And they did that tonight, taking a lot of shots from around the perimeter, not putting it on into the neutral zone where two defenders are going to be there. Now, saying that, I think the Fish could jump out, and if they want to win Game 3, and they have to win Game 3, in my opinion. This is a must-win game for Game 3 going forward. They must win Game 3, and they must play their own style, and they need to jump out to an early 1-0 lead, or a 2-0 lead at the most. Because if you let Utah go into this game in game three and play their style, it's going to be a long game and you're going to be playing from behind the entire time. Absolutely the entire time. So we'll see how that all shakes out. Clark did get called towards the end of the game with an interference minor call, but the walleye did get a huge win tonight by a score of 5-2 over the Utah Grizzlies, tying the series at one game apiece. Christopoulos stopping 23 of 25, his save percentage of a .950. It was minor the loss. He stopped 35 of 40, his save percentage of a .924. Time of the game was 2 hours and 40 minutes, 8,600 attendance at the Huntington Center. The three stars of the game was Hillman, the number three star for Toledo, Mitchell Hurd, the number two star, and the captain, T.J. Hensick was the number one star. Referees for the game tonight was Alex Norman, number 26, and Riley Yalkovich as number seven. The linesmen were Dan Kovlek, number 61, and J.P. Woodsnick at number 57. So the Fish, a huge win tonight. 5-2 was the final tonight. Great to see the Walleye get a huge win and a good crowd. Now, we now move this series to Utah. Now these big next these next games are going to be late night games. So if you are a night owl like sometimes I am, Tuesday night is next game, which will be 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time puck drop for this games. So get the coffee, get yourself an energy drink, maybe a Mountain Dew if you need to do it to get you through this game because it is a must-win game for the Fish on Tuesday night. As tonight, the Fish will be in town. They will hop a jet tomorrow morning 
to go out to Utah to get used to the surroundings as well as getting used to the time change. And they will play Utah for three straight games as this is a 2-3-2 series. With the Walleye having home ice advantage throughout the playoffs, they will have the first two games, Game 1 and Game 2, were here in Toledo. Now the next series will now switch over to Utah for, th for these next three games, Games 3, 4, and 5. If the And it looks like it's going to go to Game 5. We all know it's going to go to Game 5. If the Walleye win Game 3 or Game 4, and Utah wins a Game 4 or Game 5 or Game 3, and it goes vice versa, and they split the series two games to one, or if it's if it's if it's either way, game six will be taking place on Memorial Day, which is the thirtieth of May, which will be a Monday evening game, a seven thirty-five puck drop for that one. If it goes to game seven, it will be the following night, which will be May thirty-first, a Tuesday night. 735 puck drop tickets will be available this is i'm going to tell you this now if you're going to get tickets for this i would wait until after tuesday i would wait till after tuesday to see if we will play on memorial day i i, I just really think that because of the fact that we don't know if the series will end in utah we don't know if the series will go back to Toledo, will come back to Toledo for game six and game seven. So I don't want you to invest your money and lose it because they're eliminated for the playoffs because they will be used as a credit towards next season, of course. But it would be possible for you guys just to, you know, hold off, wait till Tuesday, wait till after Tuesday night's game, see what happens. And then make your judgment call whether or not you're going to be at Game 6 or Game 7 of this playoff series. But you can always get your tickets by calling 419-725-WALL. That is also on the Walleye website, which is ToledoWalleye.com. Or head down to the box office at Jefferson Avenue at the Bank Tank or at Fifth Third Field. Because the Mudhens will be returning home on Tuesday. There is no watch party for Tuesday night's game. There is no watch party for Tuesday night's game. There will be watch parties for Friday on Friday night for Game 4 at 5th 3rd Field as well as Game 5 at 5th 3rd Field. Those puck drops are 9 p.m. Eastern puck drops. So at the conclusion of the Mudhen game, you could sit down the first baseline and watch the Walleye take on the Utah Grizzlies out in Utah. It'll, all games will be on BCSN as well. You can also download the BCSN Now app and get the 30-day subscription to watch the fish battle it out for the Kelly Cup and to see if they will clinch the Western Conference Final. So we'll see how that all shakes out for you guys as this series is now one game apiece going back, going now to Utah in the beautiful city of Utah as well. And that will be at the Mavericks Center, 9-10 puck drop for that one on Tuesday night. Uh, tomorrow at the Mary Brown Center, it will be Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Final, which will be the Florida Everblades and the Newfoundland Growlers. That game will be starting at 5-30 as Newfoundland, as, excuse me, Florida leads the series one game to nothing. Uh, some news and notes to pass along. Uh, Florida's Stefan LeBlanc is second among defensemen with three power play goals this year. New Newfoundland's Noah 
Hofmeyer is on a 12-game point streak with four goals and 12 assists. Florida has led the playoffs with 2.9 goals against goals against per game. The Growlers are second with four shorthanded goals in the series. The series then will switch over after tomorrow night's game in Newfoundland down to the Everglades about in Florida to take on the Everglades. It will be Wednesday night at 7.30. So it's going to be Toledo and then it will be Toledo and Utah and then it will be the next night will be Florida and Newfoundland. So we'll see how that all shakes out. But the big big thing tonight is you, the fans, coming out and supporting the walleye. It was great to see the fish and great to see the fan base out there. If you were at the game tonight, let us know how you felt, how you were, how'd you feel about the uh, the atmosphere inside the arena. Um, I will say this: it was again another night of them chanting the the S word. Uh, the swallow word this evening. I did not like that again. It's starting to die down just a little bit, but we need to be a little bit more classy, Toledo. We need to be a little bit more of a respectful fan base. We asked we could tell him that he sucks, but we don't need to tell him that he needs to, you know, take a swallow of a drink. Um, and tell him that his, you know, mother needs to do that too. So we need to be a more classier fan base with regarding of that as well. So we'll see how that all shakes out. Um, I do like the Watson and Auden Hirschfeld kind of thing. Uh, security tonight was a lot better, I think, in my opinion. Um, but like I said, towards the end of this game, in the second, late third period of the game, it got a little chippy. I did not really like it all that much. But we will see how that all shakes out going towards Utah. And we'll see if this will, will carry over into the Utah series. And, you know, the key thing to me is, where is Cole Frazier? We haven't seen Cole Frazier since game six of the North Division final, of the semifinal, when he beat up that defender from Cincinnati. We haven't seen him. We haven't seen a lot of the players that, you know, were key pieces in that Cincinnati series. Now, will we see them in this Utah series? I don't know. But, it will, but we'll see how it all shakes out. We will see how it all shakes out going forward. Uh, other news and notes around the uh, ice as well. We'll talk, take a look at la- tonight's other game in the NHL. There was only one game in the NHL tonight as it was the Carol, it was the St. Louis Blues taking on the Colorado Avalanche and the Avs getting a big 5-2 win in St. Louis taking a 2-1 series lead over the St. Louis Blues in the game. It was Nassim Kadri getting his second of the season. Lettinen getting his third of the, of the postseason. Ryan O'Reilly his seventh. But it was all avalanche after that. In the third period, it was Langeskov getting his fifth. And Lettinen his fourth. So he got a two-goal performance for him as it was the Avs defeating the Blues in Game 3, taking the series lead two games to one, going into Game 4, which will take place on Monday night. We have three games tomorrow on the docket in the NHL. It will all start tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon at 1.30 as Florida travels down to Tampa 
to battle the Lightning. 1.30 puck drop on TNT. At 3.30 Eastern, it will be the Carolina Hurricanes taking on the New York Rangers at MSG. Carolina up in the series two games to nothing. The series is tied at one apiece. 8 o'clock puck drop as the Battle of Alberta now heads to Edmonton as Calgary takes on the Edmonton Oilers. So there is that for you. Uh, Jordan Bennington sustained an injury in the game tonight. Uh, he is out. He was out of the game. Uh, Gerard, uh, Samuel Gerard will miss the rest of the Stanley Cup playoff with a broken sternum. He suffered that tonight at the 142 mark of the first period. He is done for the season. Uh, Brian Russ signs a six-year, $30.75 million contract extension with the Pittsburgh Penguins, he has he average his average annual value will now be five point one two five million dollars a year. Last night, of course, like I mentioned, as we were doing the post game show for you, the Oilers and the Flames got back at it, and it was the Flames. Falling to the Oilers 5-3, tying the series at one game apiece. As you are listening and watching all Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and however you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. We're going to continue on our post-game edition as the Walleye getting a big 5-2 win over the Utah Grizzlies tonight. Like I mentioned before, the Tigers and the Guardians were postponed this evening. They'll make that game up on the 14th of July. There will be a game tomorrow. It will be the same pitching matchup that was scheduled for today as it will be a 140 first pitch. It will be Fido 0-1 with a 2.87 ERA for the Tigers. It will be Shane Bieber on the bump for the Guardians. He's 1-2 with a 3.72 ERA first pitch at 140. Eastern time. The Tigers then will travel to Minnesota for a three-game series with the Twins before returning back to Comerica Park for a four-game series with the Guardians and then four, then a four-game series, excuse me, a five-game series with the Minnesota Twins on the third, on, on Memorial Day on the 30th, two games on the 31st, a game on the first and a game on the second before heading to the Bronx to take on the New York Yankees. For the Guardians, in their, ser- in their series going forward, they will then travel, uh, let's see, they will travel, uh, actually they'll stay home, let's see here really quickly, as we're in the middle of live, live, uh, live Facebook and the system decides to crash on us right here. Uh, let's see here, the Guardians... Taking a little bit of time here. Here we go. Guardians will then travel on the road to Houston for a three-game series with the Astros starting on Monday before they head to Detroit for four, return home to play Kansas City for three, and then they'll hit the road for three against Baltimore before they return home for three against Texas and four against the Oakland Athletics. For the Reds tonight, the Reds took on the Blue Jays yesterday and lost 2-1 to one tonight. They took on the same Blue Jay team this afternoon and fell to them by the score of 3-1. to one. The only bright spot in the game, of course, was the one and only 
Joey Votto coming in back from rehab, his rehab assignment from Louisville. He gets the RBI doubled in the fourth to score the one run the Reds could put on the board. They had one run on seven hits and one error, but the Blue Jays getting a big 3-1 win. As they had one run in the fourth and two runs in the seventh for three runs on seven hits, no errors. Moreau, the win, he goes to 5-1 with a 1.62 ERA. Cease the loss, he goes to 2-1 with a 4.41 ERA. Romero, the save, his 14th of the season. Hunter Green, a great outing for him tonight, today, for the Reds. He pitched a solid six innings, four hits, one run. That run was earned, two walks, six strikeouts. He gave up one home run in the game. That home run to Bo Bichette, his, his sixth, sixth of the season. He all, Bichette also homered again in the in the seventh inning off of Cease, his sixth and seventh home runs of the season. So a good outing for Hunter Green tonight, but the Reds fall by a score of 3-1. to one. They'll be back on the bump tomorrow. A 137 first pitch, it will be Ashcroft, Ashcroft starting for the Reds. He has no record. He will be making his MLB debut tomorrow. The Blue Jays will send... Karocek, who's 2-1 with a 3.38 ERA, 1.37 start time for that one. Other scores from around Major League Baseball, of course. Right now, top of the eighth inning, the Angels are up 5-1 on the Athletics. The White Sox fall to the Yankees by a score of 7-5. The Diamondbacks get the better of the Cubs 7-6 today. The Rockies in Game 1 fall to the Mets 5-1, but they answer back in Game 2 with an 11-3 win over the Mets. The Padres a 2-1 win over the Giants. The Red Sox a 6-5 win over the Mariners. It was the Dodgers a 7-4 win over the Philadelphia Phillies. It was Atlanta a 4-3 win over the Miami Marlins. St. Louis a 5-4 win over the Pirates. The Orioles fall to the Blue Jay- to the Tampa Bay Rays 6-1. The battle of Texas continues as the Astros getting a win 2-1 today. It was the Twins a 9-2 win over the Royals. The Brewers beat up on the Nationals 5-1 as well. Uh, games tomorrow to take of note. 11-35 game on Peacock. It will be the Cardinals and Pirates. That's Matt versus uh, the Pirates pitcher who has not been yet named. Uh, the Sunday night game of the night. White Sox-Yankees on ESPN. It'd be Kopnek, 0-1 with a 1.54 ERA. He'll take on Severino, who's 3-0 with a 3.63 ERA. So there is that one for you guys tomorrow on the docket. So that's what's happening in Major League Baseball. The other news and notes around Major League Baseball for you guys today. Uh, let's see here. Take a look around the league with the latest injury reports from around Major League Baseball for you guys right now. Of course, Bryce Harper out with the Phillies. He was slotted on Saturday as a DH. He batted third against the Dodgers. It will be his first game against since May 14th, so the star is back in the lineup. Taylor Ward for the Angels. Left the game Friday against the A's in the ninth inning after running into right fielder right field wall upon making a running catch. They're going to look at him for the White Sox. Yohan Makata, Lance Lynn, and Aaron Bummer are all out. Xander Bogarts for the White Sox is still out. Chad Green and Luis Gill for the Yankees are currently out. Uh, 
Turkey Scoble as well as Edwin Rodriguez for the Tigers is out. Scoble exited Friday night's game after taking a 104-mile-per-hour comebacker off his left leg on the final out in the inning on the fifth inning. He threw 66 pitches over five scoreless innings, but has limped into the dugout and did not come back out for the sixth. It was the second straight premature exit for the Tigers starting pitcher while Rodriguez left the game Wednesday against Tampa with the trainer as they're throwing 23 pitches and recording only one out. Hinch has said that he suffered a left side injury. Initial tests on Rodriguez taken Thursday show no serious damage, but he's likely to go on the 15-day DL. So there's that for you, Matt. Scherzer's out. High grain, oblique strain on Thursday. The it looks like he's going to be out six to eight weeks on that one. And for the Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw is now out with uh, joint inflammation. Still not recovering at the speed he and the Dodgers hoped. The left-hander was scheduled to throw a bull position on Wednesday, but did not end up happening. As Dave Roberts said to the club's prior series opening with the Phillies, that he could be a couple weeks out before Kershaw is throwing another bullpen session. So there is that around Major League Baseball for you tonight as you are listening to All Andy Alford and watching All Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and however you're listening, thank you for tuning in. As the Walleye, a big win tonight, 5-2 to two over the Utah Grizzlies for you this evening. Of course, today was the, of course, the third Saturday in May, which means it was the Preakness Stakes, as it was a great nine-horse field in the run today. As a nine-horse field today in the Preakness Stakes, I had my horse picked today, which was Simplification. It did not go my way, folks, today in my picking. I had Simplification today. And the horse and the horse did not do really well. As early voting won the Preakness Stakes today. He is the 2022 Preakness Stakes winner. As he wins. As Jose Ortiz getting his first Preakness win aboard early voting. As he wins the prestigious. 146th Preakness Stakes. As we will have the call for you on our on our uh, on our Anchor Network page. As Larry Colbus does the calls for for NBC. Took simplification today. Did not go the way that I was hoping it was going to be. Uh, so we got the Belmont Stake, which is coming up in June. So that will be, we'll see how that's going to shake up and see if Lucky Strike comes back to win in the Preakness Stakes as the run for the Black Eyed Susans goes in way of early voting by length and a half today as Epicenter does not get it again today as well as, as uh, Secret Oath does not get the win today as well 
So there is that for you guys this evening. Also, got to make mention of this. Uh, today, got a chance to watch a lot of the PGA Championship that is taking place over in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And the big news today is that Tiger Woods has withdrew from the tournament. He is out. And he looked absolutely you know, dreadful. Dreadful today. We're going to look at his card here in just a second from today. But he was absolutely, absolutely dreadful in the outing for Tiger Woods today. As in round three, he shot par on the first, bogey on the second, pars on three, four, and five, a triple bogey on six, bogey seven, pars eight, bogeys nine for a front nine score of a 41. On the back side, he bogeys 10, bogeys 11, bogeys 12, bogeys 13, pars 14, birdies at 15, and pars the rest of the way out at 16 and 17 for a 38, 38 and 41, a 79. Shoots 9 over par, and he shoots overall 14 over for the tournament as he now withdraws from the, from the tournament. Uh, yesterday on the round 2, he had pars, putts on 1, 2, 3, and 4, a birdie at 5, two pars at 6 and 7, a bogey at 8, a par at 9 for a front 9 of a 35. The back 9 season with a birdie at 10, a double bogey at 11, par at 12, birdie at 13, pars at 14, 15, birdies at 16, which he desperately needed to get to it. And he shot a 69 Overall, 34 on the back nine, 70, a one under par, gets him into the second, gets him into the weekend, getting him the paycheck. But however, he withdraws today and he was wincing a lot. Uh, there was a video out there of him taking some bunker shots and almost falling down. That's not good to see. Uh, he was wincing and he was using this uh, iron. I think he withdrew because he knew he couldn't compete anymore. Uh, he was pretty much drained, and he was done. He was absolutely done uh, today. Uh, but it is Pereira on the top spot. Right now the Chilean at 9 under par. He'll tee off tomorrow afternoon at 2.35 Eastern. He'll tee up with Will Zalatoris, who is 6 under par. Tie for second with Mika Fitzpatrick, who is 6 under par as well. In fourth is Young at five under par and Answer at four under par in fifth spot. The big move up today was Power. Uh, he moves up 17 positions at three under par in sixth spot. He'll tee off at 215 with Answer as well. Bubba Watson falls three spots and ties at seventh at two under par. Stewart Sink at two under par. Justin Thomas is at two under par as well. Gary Woodland one under par. Burns at one under par, Riley at one under par, Sink at uh, Kirk at one under par, as well as Homa, who is one under par as well. Tie for tenth, as well as Webb Simpson, who is one under par, and Herbert, who is one over under par as well. At even par right now is Andres at even par, tie for seventeenth with Rory McElroy, as well as Hodge and Fox. Sanders Shifley is at even par, and Tommy Fleetwood is even par as well, too. Matt Kuchar 
is now tied for 23rd at 1 over. Smith at 1 over par. Neiman at 1 over par. Nah is at 1 over par. Steele is at 1 over par. Tied for 23rd. Tied for 28th. Looks like this. Ricky Fowler, 2 over par. Uh, Gooch is at tied for 36th at 3 over par. Justin Rose is 2 over par as well to tie for 28th as well. Shane Lowry tied for 36th at 3 over par. Um, Brooks Kepka tied for 43rd at 4 over par. Tony Finau 5 over par. Tied for 45th. Uh, Jordan Spieth tied for 45th as well at 5 over par. Jason Day 5 over par as well. Tied for 45th as well. Hideki Matsuyama tied for 55th at six over par in this tournament. John Rahm tied for 65th at eight over par in this tournament as well. So there's the PGA looking at them. They will get back at it tomorrow from Southern Hills Country Club in beautiful Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was a chilly cold day. They've been having two hot days. Now they flipped it, they flipped the script and with this cold front that we're getting through tonight, it's not going to get chilly. And it's going to be a nice day tomorrow on the golf course as well. Uh, Formula One tomorrow, the big race, of course, qualifying will be Latrek is at first. Van Pappen is at Vanderstampen is at second. Sands is at third, Russell's in fourth, and Perez will start off. That's the top five as the Perel Spanish Grand Prix that will take place tomorrow in Barcelona, 9 a.m. on ESPN2. You also have NASCAR tomorrow, which is the all-star race, which will take place in Bristol, Tennessee. Yes, I'm Bristol, Tennessee tomorrow, 5.30 on FS1, as it will be the... All-Star Race at 5.30 as well as at 8 o'clock too. Uh, NBA news to pass along to you guys as well. The Heat, a winner tonight, 109-103 over the Celtics. Miami takes a 2-1 series lead. And I love you guys, and you're listening to All Andy Alford and watching All Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network as well as on Facebook Live, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and however you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Now, regarding of this show, we will continue to do these shows post-game for the Walleye, of course. Our next one is scheduled for Tuesday night at the conclusion of the Utah game at and that will probably be around 11.30, maybe 12 o'clock midnight. So if you got the coffee, stay up with us. We'll have the post-game reactions from yours truly um, and so much more. But it is a joyous night in Toledo tonight as the Fish get a huge 5-2 win over Utah, tying the series at one game apiece. If you want to share this page, make sure you share this page and also subscribe to this podcast right here on the All Andy Alford Facebook page, as well as right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you listen, wherever and however you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. So until I talk to you guys on Monday night for the regular edition of All Andy Alford, this is Andy Alford saying, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. Game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And remember to wear a mask when you're out.
to the teams you root for at home and to my teams. Go Jackets! Go Walleye! Get the job done in Utah. Congratulations on the win tonight. Go Tigers! Go Guardians and Reds! And go Hens! And BGSU! Victory is sweetest. When you have tasted defeat, have a great night, everybody. And on the Anchor Network, we leave you now with the final call of the Preakness Stakes as early voting wins in Belmont. Not the Belmont, but at Pimlico on a beautiful Saturday evening. I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. as expected has early speed and Armagnac 2 it's these two out to the front Skippy Longstocking on the far outside simplification down toward the rail Fenwick is in between those two then comes Creative Minister toward the inside Happy Jack is next Epicenter taken well off the pace by Joel Rosario they are second last early leading the Philly Secret Oath who's last of them all as they reach for that first turn the pace is not all that fast 24.32 seconds for that opening quarter mile and it's the longest shot of the race in front. Armagnac is the leader as they make their way to the backstretch. Early voting taken to the outside. Now the length back running in second by two. Simplification tracks in third. Happy Jack fourth to the outside. Creative Minister is fifth. Epicenter sitting right behind him. Six lengths behind. Right alongside of Skippy Longstocking and Fenwick. Secret Oath is last of them all here. 47 and two fifth seconds for this half mile as they continue up the backstretch with Armagnac in front moving for the far turn. Early voting on the outside is second. Armagnac in early voting will take them into the turn. One, two, and Creative Minister is right behind them. In simplification, meanwhile, Epicenter is on the rail in behind a wall of horses. He's five lengths off the lead as they round the far turn. Early voting comes up to the neck of Armagnac and pokes ahead in front. Secret Oath has made her run now, and here she comes from the back of the pack. She has stormed up into third. Creative Minister fourth. Epicenter cuts the corner in fifth, and they're into the stretch. And it's Early Voting who comes into the final furlong with a three-length lead. Secret Oath is second. Epicenter is on the rail. Behind that Creative Minister, then it's Armagnac. It is Early Voting reaching for the wire. Epicenter closing on the inside. Early Voting, Epicenter. Early Voting comes inside and wins it. He wins the Preakness by a length and a half. Epicenter was second, and then comes Creative Minister in third. Simplification was fourth. Early voting was weaving in and out there toward the finish, but he wins the Preakness in 1.54 and 2.5 seconds. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Elford Network, powered by Anchor. You've been listening to Andy tonight on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Bleaker, however you listen, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you again for tuning into the show tonight. You can be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford, as well as Facebook.com slash AllAndyElford. The podcast is performed each week right here on the Anchor Network.